Back in 2016, Jeff Rushton of Saskatoon had a bit of a life-changing experience and decided it was time to decide if I could do anything I wanted to do, what would it be? This is the story of Better Brother Brewing Company. This is The Other 18. Dive in as we sit down with inspirational leaders who share their origin stories about the highs and lows, the yeses and nos, the wins and the blows of entrepreneurship. Welcome to The Other 18 with your hosts, Shane Chapman and Bryce Walanyuk. What's up? Welcome back to The Other 18. We're back. Uh, we're back in Saskatoon again with another great Saskatoon company. This time doing things a little bit differently. We got somebody here who's just like, it's not even open yet. It's not even open yet. We've got them before they're open. Right. This is the first. Right. So we've got Jeff Rushton here from Better Better Brother Brewing Company. That's a mouthful. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So I'm excited about this one because like I just said, our episodes thus far have been people that have been kind of in it for a few years and they're yep. recalling stories. You guys are in the, like you're in the midst of making this thing happen. You're two weeks away from your launch day. You can literally see my gray hairs right now. For <laughs> yeah. Like they're happening right now. Yeah, for yeah. sure. I can yeah. tell. So now the thing is by the time this actually airs, yep. you'll be open. Hopefully. If yeah. everything goes smoothly. Yeah. So um, Jeff, why don't we start off first of all, telling us a little bit about yourself personally and your brother's not here. You've, you guys are twins you're in this thing together. Um, tell us a little bit about you personally, your family life, maybe a little bit about Nathan as well, if you care. I don't know. Yeah. Like he's not here. So <laughs> they're identical twins. As soon as you lose. Just dub me <laughs> over. Tell your story again. And yeah, then, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So 2016, we kind of, or I had kind of like a change in life, uh, was out in Victoria, BC and, um, things didn't work out there with me and my ex. So we, Separated my twin brother. I was, I had the option to do anything I wanted. And he was, he literally came and got me in a truck and trailer. He's like, no, you're moving back to Saskatoon. Wow. I finally want you here next or like in the same town. So that was pretty awesome. So I lived with him for the first year I was here. And in that time, um, I worked for Loris for a bit, local garbage company. Uh, used to do that back in Victoria. And, um, just really didn't like the nine to five or the, in that case, 4 a.m. to 2 p.m. kind of thing. Four? Yeah, it was, it was rough. Um, So it was basically, we sat down on the couch one weekend and, and my brother asked like, what do you really want to do in life? Cause you can pretty much do anything. I had some money in the bank account and uh, we sat there for about a weekend and we were obviously drinking some craft beers. Drinking some brews, yeah. As you do to think and and uh, see how it goes. And I was like, shoot, I love the community around craft brewing. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody seems really nice. Um, coming out from Victoria, craft brewing is still huge. Um, kind of like the original guys out there. Yeah. Been in business for quite a while. Uh, so I kind of had that culture and mindset. And uh, so I was like, shoot, I kind of want to open a brewery. And so... Within two days from that. Easy, Jeff. When yeah. I said Whoa, anything, <laughs> I meant like, do you want to go to the mall today? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can do anything you want right I'll now. I'll give you a ride to Taco Time yeah. if you want. No, no. He was, he was sick of me in his house for a no. <laughs> He was like, if you could do anything or go anywhere. No. Yeah. Go anywhere. Do it now. Yeah. Do it now. No, no. He was, he was super supportive. And uh, so, yeah, we went and like got a homebrew kit. And within like a couple days. So you were like, hey, I want to, I want to be a home, I, not a home brewer. I want to brew beer for a living. I'm going to go get a homebrew kit. You know, Never started, done it in my life. Start a basic. I've figured if I'm going to yeah. try to do this for a living, I should be able to make beer at home. Out of a box. Out of a box. So you made the decision to to want to do a brewery first before you ever oh, yeah. brewed anything? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah. We yeah. had Adam <laughs> from Multinational on. He started a little bit the other way, didn't he? He kind of like started homebrewing and uh, then they decided to turn into a business. Oh, this is people. interesting. Yeah, most yeah. people would like have a love of craft beer, be brewing. How did you even know you liked it to know you wanted to do it? I didn't. No, that was, that was, I love box. I love the culture around it. And yep. the, right. the friendliness, yeah, yeah. the vibe. Sure. And the it beer. was more about the, the people in the community. Yeah. Awesome. Um, than anything about actually brewing beer. Um, and then when I actually brewed beer, it was like, one, this is hard. <laughs> Two. <laughs> well, that's pretty hard. <laughs> yeah. And it didn't work out. So finding that that batch didn't work out, uh, I was like, well, 
I'm going to go to school. So I researched school. Uh, there's three of them in Canada. And Olds, Alberta was the closest one and the best one that I could find. So I was like, well, I'm going to apply to school. And within three weeks of that first batch failing, I was applied and accepted into Olds College. And this is like a brewing, like a brewmaster brew school. Brew, brew school, school, yeah. Brewery management, um, brewmaster and brew management school. It's how a two-year program. How bad was that fucking first batch? Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Like, I'm not going to try it again. I'm just yeah. going to school. One sip, you're like, oh no, this is going to require 30 grand in two years of my yeah. life to get this it, right. It wasn't even like, I should watch a YouTube video because everybody watches you. I watch YouTube religiously for like anything. And it wasn't even that. It was like, well, I guess I'm going to school. Crazy. It was a weird thing. It was, I don't know why awesome. it was like that. But you didn't even was. try another batch. No, nope, nothing. No. So, and your brother's like, dude, I just picked you up from back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm not like, coming to get you from Olds. <laughs> yeah, no, Olds. No, it was uh, it was a ride. And if you ever want to have like a new beginning, go to beer school because it is the most fun you'll ever have. It's like a frat house. No, I'm joking. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun. Let's put it that way. Uh, and then like for field trips. You literally go to breweries. Cool. And uh, like there'd be days where we'd go to eight breweries and every brewmaster that you meet wants you to try his beer yeah. right. and give you feedback. So you're drinking eight, 10, 12 pints sometimes even before lunch. Like it, Sorry, how is this different than Ooh. regular <laughs> university? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah, right? well, yeah. Well, the, I, yeah. Beer, the beer's free though. Oh, right. Yeah, 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 free. yeah. yeah. So that's that's the added bonus. Awesome. So how yeah. long were you there for then? You, how uh, long is that class? Two-year program. Two-year program. Yeah. And you um, saw it through, you finished? Yep, graduated, uh, yeah, I guess, uh, shoot, a year and a half ago now. So you must have been, um, gee, I, did, I thought that was going to be a longer time frame. Yeah, no, it's, it's <laughs> like, a year and a half ago, bam. Yeah. Okay. So, and the whole time you're going to school, you're still homebrewing and playing around with it, or not uh, really? Not, not at home. Like, they've got uh, some pilot breweries in the school. Okay. You can kind of work your magic on, I guess you could say, build recipes, uh, kind of get a feel for it. Right. Um, and then you, you can work on their um, main brewery uh, once a week. I get a feel for it. Um, but then that's pretty much it. And then usually people after school, again, this would have been smart to have like a co-op or go and work get at like a, a brewery apprenticeship. Yeah. Not just start your own thing like right now. Yeah. Okay. No uh, there's been a lot of, hmm, maybe I should have done that. And then eh, let's just roll with it. Right. Yeah. So, from before you picked up that first homebrew kit and you decided you were going to open a brewery, from there to now, how different is the process of brewing beer than you thought it was before you knew what it was about? Like, oh, is it a way harder? Is it way more like... It is so much math that it's unbelievable. Like yeah. the calculations that you have to use. Yeah. Uh, let's say if you want to repitch yeast, you got to count your cells. Um, you got to know, uh, oh man, what varieties of yeast, barley, hops so much more um but basically like yeah it's like you throw some grain which gets sugar water you throw in some yeast and let it ferment so like it could be as basic uh, he as made you that want real easy yeah yeah <laughs> the only thing that actually the first step that i didn't do when i done that bad batch of beer i didn't bottle condition so it's probably good beer i just didn't carbonate it ah. so had i just learned to put some sugar in the bottom of the bottle before i filled it it would have been good beer then i might have not gone to school so um is that a good thing or a bad thing it's meant to be i guess there you so, go yeah was that schooling a large financial investment for you to do and second part to that now knowing how you brew beer and you saying like maybe if i would have done the beer differently i wouldn't have went to school do you regret going oh to no. school no yeah um i say it's easy but the amount that you learn in school even if you forget 50 percent of it uh, you've still yeah. worth the money, worth the money. Yeah. And then I at least have connections, um, or even like my textbooks notes that I can go back. I've looked over those so much in the last two months, mm -hmm. uh, of brewing now, right. Just looking at old notes and thinking, what would I do in this case? Or how did I go about this last time? So yeah, it's been really good. And then even just the connections that I made in school, like six of my good friends, uh, are running their own breweries in Alberta, BC Wow! as a head brewers. So that's been a huge, no doubt. Hey, um, knowledge base to draw from. Yeah. Was there anything along the way that you thought would send you down a different path? Like you decided you were going to start a brewery, then you 
you took the steps, you went to school, you, you then you moved back to Saskatoon and you're doing mm-hmm. it now. But along the way, was there any uh, ever a point where you were like, I don't know that this is actually for me now that I know a little bit more what it's about. I think maybe I should go do something else or, um, or has it been full steam ahead? No, it's been pretty much full steam ahead. The only thing uh, like in that time, so my second year of school, I met my now wife. Oh, cool. Um, so that was a big steal. So, so from four years ago, having basically living on my brother's couch, gone to school, now I'm married, have a four-month-old son already, wow. and uh, all while trying to build and plan this business. So I've re- we've really done everything, uh, f- pedaled the metal the entire way. Yeah. So, yeah. Are you a believer that things are, are meant to be, like that... Uh, that yeah, was like for the most fate part. kind of thing. Yeah. Like you were supposed to go to Olds and that's, you, a, that's, that's the thing. That's, I would, I don't think I would have met my wife had yeah. I not gone to school. Exactly. And yeah. like, she's literally the perfect fit for me. Right. And uh, like her family's awesome. They're in Edmonton. So like we're back and forth all the time. Not so much now with COVID, but well, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's kind of, we haven't been there in like three months, but uh, yeah, no, it, it's, it's weird how that all works out. Like it, it, I w- wouldn't have been anywhere had I not ruined that first batch of beer. Like oh yeah. Think about it, right? Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Crappy beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I so, mean, it wouldn't be the first time that somebody's gotten married after a few beers, well, <laughs> but usually it doesn't turn out this well. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And not yeah. bad beers. Yeah. Uh, okay. So did you always know you'd finish your certificate or yeah, diploma? Diploma. Yeah. At old. Did you know you were coming back to Saskatoon always? Like I, this brew is going to happen there or yeah. did meeting your now wife changed things and be like, maybe we should go to Edmonton. Was there any push? Secretly, I was debating that, but my, my twin brother is here. He's kind of the financial backer and right. we always wanted to do this together. It was the better brothers kind of thing. Right. Um, so it, it was 95% always going to be Saskatoon. Yeah. But that option to stay in Edmonton with my wife and her family was like super, would have been super easy. Mm-hmm. Just right. roll into like a brewing job and kind of just bunker down. Yeah and just do life. But, right. But starting the business was kind of, um, kind of our dream from four years ago. So yeah. Do you think s- seeing it through, do you think, uh, Saskatchewan is probably a good place to open a brewery for sure? Yeah. yeah. Like Alberta, when I was in, um, in school, um, they said that there was, I think 15 breweries six or seven years ago. And now there's over hundred and 70 breweries i'm gonna say yeah it's wow. crazy it's over just there blowing up in alberta and that's just with the hlc opening up their licensing right um so saskatchewan i think is like five years behind that mm-hmm. so i think we're kind of on the curve of the craft breweries like they're just starting to come to saskatchewan and so we're kind of at the the forefront so i love being here love connecting with yep. the kind of brewing community not so much on the ground level like the um multinational rebellion um nine mile nine here mile in saskatchewan. Here, yeah they've kind of like pushed the way through and then we're kind of reaping their benefits, but also still kind of at the beginning of the revolution kind of things. Yeah. I think it's fairly well documented, at least within like people that drink beer, that the craft brewing (laughs) community is very friendly. It's not a very competitive environment. You're kind of all playing the same thing. Is it, is like, you're just kind of getting into it. Are they welcoming to the new entrance too? Because everybody was a new entrant at one time. Like, did you find that you just showed up at a brew club or something? Everybody's like, dude, it's awesome that you're starting up. Or is there, is there a little bit of resistance for people to share when they know what you're doing? Tell you the truth. I haven't with the hard part is because COVID, um, we haven't been able to, I guess, connect with like breweries, uh, as much as we want to. Right. Um, but like just two days ago, shelter brewing reached out to me and they're going to come by the shop tomorrow and check us out. Cool. Um, I went down to Nokomis uh, last weekend nice. and met Jeff, one of the owners. Super nice guy. Uh, one of my classmates actually is one of the brewers there, uh, Coleman. So that awesome. was a good connection. Um, but yeah, with COVID, we haven't really been reaching out. So a lot of them follow us on Instagram, Facebook. Right. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's just because they're super curious, but yeah. uh, I, I can't wait to reach out. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, such a good community. So when did you move back to Saskatoon? That would have about a year and a half ago. Yeah. Um, and uh, did you like that. did you just like then what was there was there a bit of a gap between moving back here and starting this venture or when did you make this official that you were opening a brewery you so we, found a building all that yeah so we incorporated uh, September last year okay so it's been now just a full year just since a full we incorporated year and then um, the big push we started looking at buildings in December and then by January we'd sign our lease. 
So nice. that all wow. went pretty fast. Yeah. Happened fast, yeah. December to yeah. January. That's a fast. And honestly, again, we only looked at like three or four buildings and fell in love with the Monarch building. And if you guys come by later, you'll see the building where it is. It just awesome. Yeah, it fits cool. us to a T. Cool. Sweet. Yeah. Okay, so you, you find yourself a building. that Yeah, that went smoother than when we looked for our first building. I, I thought it was going to be quick, and it took <laughs> us three months. And we only looked at a couple, too. But for whatever reason, just like paperwork and le legalities, yep. it took a long time to get it. Yeah. Um, so then what do you, like, what do you do? Do they teach you at Brewmaster School, at Brew School, how to open and run a business? Yeah. Or is it strictly the chemistry of making beer? I, it's actually more just about making beer. I was hoping that, really? that's the one thing I would say about the brewing management part of that kind of title is that- Management it, part's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> there was like one or two classes on, on management and uh, on sales. So if I would have critiqued their course and go back, maybe I would tell them um, more technical stuff. Like even I had to set up um, to fill the kegs. So like I was sitting down at the table and just figuring out how to run a Sankey D connection. And like little things like that, the brewer in Olds College would just do for us as students. Oh, okay. Um, but so I was sitting down and like just learning how to do everything myself. Um, For those of us not in the industry, can you say it again? What type of connection? <laughs> uh, Sankey D connection <laughs> is like uh, the one that you actually, great. yeah, <laughs> you hook up the keg too. Like you, you gotcha. see them in like any bar has them. Right. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. we fill kegs like that. So how did you know what steps to take then? So you got a building, fine, but like, and you know how to brew beer now, yeah. but like, was there like a list of equipment that you needed to buy or did you like oh, off the top you, of your did, head? Yeah, it's been like, like YouTube. It's been um, leaning on my friends. Yeah. Uh, but I've been like searching, like say our, even our glycol chiller. So that's what keeps our tanks and our walk-in cooler downstairs cold. I was researching because you can buy a brand new one for 20000 mm -hmm. And I was like, I don't have that much. No. Money. <laughs> no. I was like, no. So I researched for two, three months and I found a brewery closing out in California that I found one for 5,000. Wow. I was like, nice. done deal. And then because they were closing out, I got like pumps from them. I got different like random yeah. connectors and stuff. So it, that was a, a huge find for me, but it was, it was, it's been all about that is like our five fermenters are f used from a brewery in Edmonton called Sea Change. Mm -hmm. uh, so they helped us out. Our brew house is brand new from Stout Tanks. And um, uh, so that's been great. But uh, yeah, it's been a lot of like late nights researching, and just figuring it out. Yeah. Like you got the basics, but it's been so much of just figuring it out. Did you have any idea how much money this is going to take you to start? Like when early on, had you thought about like, boy, this is going to be, I'm going to need to raise this much money <laughs> to start this. Or were you naive to that? We were off. I kind of sound dumb. We were off by about 80 grand. That's uh, not so too not, bad. That's not, not too bad. Um, thankfully, like we got some great credit and some great bankers. Yeah. Uh, that we were like, this is what we need. And they're like, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, you can justify all that. So we haven't been that hard up that way. And like my brother is, I have to say the better brother in this case, because his <laughs> company uh, has been great. So like, if you don't have another company or like a big high roller to back you up, it's hard to get funding or anybody even to look at you. Yeah. But mm -hmm. if you walk in with a company that's been in business for like 15 years, yeah, uh, it was... I don't want to sound arrogant, but it was super easy. And like, even my like federal, like excise legal guy. Yeah. He, he already said, so like, Jeff, you don't really have anything to the table. Hey, like your brother's kind of doing everything. And he just called me out like over the phone. <laughs> like, oh, wow. I feel really hurt right now. Thanks. <laughs> like, thanks, man. Thanks for looking at my like money and financials because they can look at everything. Yep. And uh, I was like, yeah, no, my brother is the guy for that. So it's been great. So he's laid on me for all the technical brewing kind of stuff and then I've leaned on him. Wait till the beer comes out then yeah. we'll find out who the better brother is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The funny story about that because uh, you're absolutely right when when my business partner and I decided to start this the Ultimate Deck Shop we had gone to a bank because um, we had joined a buying group which I won't get in we'll save that for another episode <laughs> what a buying group is in the lumber industry but essentially we needed to give that buying group 20 grand basically as like confidence money. Yeah. Like to say like, Hey, we're going to buy stuff in account, but here's a bit of money to kind of back ourselves a little bit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we didn't have that. So we went to a bank and we're like, we need a, we need a $20,000 loan to give from you to give to these guys. Like we don't even get to see yeah. it. And they're like, uh, yeah, no, you're going to have to, you're going to have to, you're going to have to back your own, your loan. You have to give us 20 grand and then we'll give you the 20 grand. What? 
That doesn't make I sense. Shit, but I shit you yeah. not. We both just stared, <laughs> stood there and stared at the guy. We're like, what do you mean? Like, yeah. we have to give you, we have to give you 20 grand for you to give us a 20 grand line of credit. Yeah. No, Don't we, you think if yeah. we had the 20 grand, <laughs> right, exactly. we, would we wouldn't be sitting here yeah. right yeah. now? <laughs> but we're going to give you interest and pay you. Right. It yeah. was so ass backwards. Yeah. But anyway, so you, that's good. You got your financing in place. You've got a building. You're starting to buy your components, your pieces. Yep. How do you, how do you project out a start date for yourself? Cause I, I know this is. I don't know it intimately, but I know that this is an industry that you can't just do it your way and be like, we're going to launch then. There's a whole lot of loops uh, and, and stuff to jump through. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. We, well, when in signing the lease in January, we were like, oh, by May 31st, we'll right. be open. We'll yeah. Okay. Like, so that's ready. what I was kind of wanting. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it was, a bunch are you on target? It was uh, so far behind and we didn't realize when we signed our lease. So for like everybody looking at buildings out there, check your zoning. Uh, oh, zoning. Yeah, this is the second time we've heard this. A big deal because we signed and thought nothing of it. And uh, we had e- we even had a zoning analysis done before we signed the physical lease. And they missed something. And it turned out that we were not, we, we needed a discretionary license application with the city of Saskatoon mm-hmm. before they would allow us to have a tap room there. So we could, we could brew beer, we could sell off sales, but we couldn't have a tap room. So that process took, I'm going to say three to four months. So we, we decided, okay, well, we signed the lease. Yeah. This was a big screw up. We can at least brew beer and sell beer out of our tap room. So worst case scenario, we're going to go ahead. So we started construction knowing that we might not be able to have a tap room, which is our biggest revenue. It's a huge revenue for you guys. Yeah. So we kind of just took a leap of faith and said, no, it's we're we can't not get this. So thankfully, that just came through, oh man, in August. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. So like super recent. So what would you have done if they would have said no? Like you just brew and hope that you can make it off the wholesale margin? Yeah. Like- well, we would have appealed obviously a couple of times, but every mm-hmm. time you do that, it costs. Um, we would have got lawyers and stuff involved after yep. that. But thankfully it went through. But yeah, we were we were set. Nathan. To- yeah. This is your job. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. is not my Pay job. Pay the lawyers. Yeah. <laughs> I brew the beer. Yeah. No, yeah, we would have we would have sucked it up and just did uh, off sales. So we were uh, so stoked when that happened. Damn. Okay. Yeah. So you're close. Like now we're talking a couple weeks out. We're going to open this brewery. Yeah. Yep. What is your plan to get your name out there? Mm-hmm. So we heard about you from another brewer, which I suspect yeah. that's going to happen a lot. I know Adam from multinational was like, listen, we're not, nobody in this community is super competitive. And is like, don't go drink anybody else's beer, buy all your beer from us. Craft yeah. brewing is a community on both the owner side and the consumer side is also a community and they want to sure. try everybody's They beers. just want to try. So I'm yeah. sure you're going to get a lot of like, Hey, there's from your technically your competitors yeah. saying like, there's a new place in town, go try it out. But outside of that, what are you relying on? Word of mouth, like social yeah. media nowadays, like Facebook, Instagram, getting different influencers in there. And I know it sounds kind of cheesy, like doing influencers, but like we had a guy in a couple of days ago and he just, well, it was a friend of mine, but he's got a huge following. He just posted that he was there and we got like 20 new followers that day. Nice. Right. So like little things like that, people will share the word every time and getting our doors open and getting that experience for people to come in will be a huge, like I'm sure we'll see an increase in followers and like new people hearing about us. But for now, yeah, word of mouth, we've looked at radio, but radio is super expensive and kind of Shane outdated, knows about radio, but yeah, I've, yeah. I've actually heard your commercials. Yeah. <laughs> oh, see, it works. <laughs> so nice. they're working. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? And it'll come shipped to your door in like the order that you have right. to put it together. See, so I remember it. Radio's wow. <laughs> killing it right now. I don't think I even know that one. <laughs> and he yeah, remembers so I, it. That's the other remarkable thing. I guess it's not outdated. So, yeah. but uh, I agree. But it's like, super expensive. Though. Super expensive. Oh man. Yeah. So yeah, we're, we're going to, we're kind of forced to do grassroots. Right. Um, and just get our name out there as best we can. And so I think the name is probably, it's, you could probably piece it together if we think about it long enough, but how did you guys come up with the name? Yeah. So that, that took us a long time because n- most of my brother and I aren't like the most creative people in the world. We're like mm. super like driven, technical, we can do things, but when it comes to like art, artistic, creative license, <laughs> no. So we, yeah. we actually struggled with the name and it actually, like we've been asked who's the better brother. Cause we're twins. I don't know if you guys knew that, yeah. but my brother and I, uh, so since we were probably like in grade two, 
Uh, who's we the were better asked, brother? Who's the better brother? Who's the cutest brother? Who's the smartest brother? Cutest brother brewing didn't have right? the same. <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. Yeah. Off the, that might give it like a different uh, image that we're looking for. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so since we were like in like grade two, people asked who's the better brother. So we're like, let's just go with it. Did you have any other names? Like this is a question we've been asking around. Today it's been really, really like, cool. We should ask. I'm gonna write this one down. We, so the the front runner, and I'm glad we didn't go with it, but uh, was Flat Mountain Brewing Company. Flat Mountain. Yeah, Saskatchewan. The whole Saskatchewan vibe. I gotcha. Yeah, and we were gonna outfit like the uh, the team with like um, like the green run, the blue run, like so all of our beers would be color coded mm -hmm. with with the those ski hills, and then even have like avalanche vehicles that like for our sales team. Super cool and like super ironic. <laughs> And everybody else, like, you could drive that in Alberta and be like, oh, that's legit. And then people in Saskatchewan like, no, that's... Yeah. Just, yeah. Where are you going? You lost your way, yeah. son. Yeah, yeah. So that was the the, the next runner-up. But right. we, we decided to go with, like, the more kind of classic, not yeah. so funny. Because we thought the joke would kind of end in, like, a year or two. And we we're like, yeah, it's funny. But now we're kind of stuck with it. Right. right. <laughs> Whereas right. twins, we're always stuck with. So yeah, that's we're right. not stuck. We're, we're yeah, we're stuck with. You're yeah, stuck with twins. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah. stuck with twins. Um, have you guys thought through the process of what your identity is as far as your labeling on your cans and stuff? Is that done? Yeah. Marketing's so all ready to go. It's hard to ready. see on the podcast, but like our, our branding. We got, we got a camera. Hey, there you go. Uh, this is our branding. Yeah. Done. So our, our, even our labels are, will all be with the better brother. That's going to be like the main focal point. Okay. Yeah. And then our beers actually won't have names other than what they're actually like a pale ale. So it'd be better okay. brother, pale ale. Gotcha. Uh, IPA, West Coast IPA kind of thing. So we're kind of taking that whole creative kind of funky name branding out of it yeah. and just sticking to the basics. Right. That's fair, yeah. yeah. And so do you have, how many brews, how many are you going to have? We have 12 taps, okay. but currently we have only five tanks, right? So we, we've got those five tanks filled. So opening day, we'll have five beers. Gotcha. And uh, do you envision that staying pretty... Um, standardized. That's going to be the 12 beers you kind of rotate through the tanks. Um, yeah, we'll have the taps. I mean, and then like seasonals and stuff, right? So yeah, like okay. we'll have our, our core beers will be probably like six core beers. Okay. And then the other six will be seasonals. Like, let's say like a pumpkin spice porter right. or something right. or like a super fruity beer in the summer. Everybody likes to crush like a raspberry. Everybody loves to crush those. Yeah. Right. So yeah. Awesome. Um, has there been anything that's, um, come up during this process that you didn't expect that like aside from the not being able to get a taproom license potentially yeah, that was yeah, a that was but a any bad. other big obstacles that have come up that you didn't expect that kind of side or like well the elephant in the room a little bit covid covid like, obviously everybody yeah, can talk the big about one that happened yeah that uh, pushes back yeah and like because like to piggyback on the discretionary thing the city council i thought was going to close down for like ever right um but thankfully they were working from home um, and then construction, like trades, I thought they weren't going to go, but they were like, no, we can go. Yeah. Um, cause like in our building it's isolated. So it was like the drywallers would come in, it'd be like two guys and they would do their thing. And then, so we, we did the way we worked it. We did have like different crews in at different times for the most part. Right. So that we didn't cross contaminate during mm -hmm. COVID, but for the most part, it worked out really well. So we were super scared, like everybody in March, April. Um, but by May, when we started construction, it was kind of the shock was over, I guess you could say. So was your stress around that time more around the delays in applications and licensing and stuff? For sure. Yeah. Taking longer because of shutdowns. Cause you weren't generating revenue at this point. You weren't losing customers necessarily at that point, but you were worried about timelines more than anything. Yeah, for sure. Timelines and uh, yeah, different trades. Um, but then X, like we have to deal with the federal government for licensing uh, yeah. the provincial government. So there's, we're dealing with city, federal, provincial, so all the way up. Um, and for the most part, it's been pretty good with COVID because everybody can, on those jobs, kind of work from home. So, mm -hmm. so we've been blessed that way, but uh, scary time for sure. Because for that first couple of weeks, everybody kind of just didn't answer their phone. So I was like, right. oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> this oh, is going to no. be really, because our lease, like, we had to start paying our lease like at a certain date, and it was like coming up and right. like, okay. <laughs> Do you, are you and your brother fairly in tune and 
or do you have many conflicts about big decisions with the business that you've run into? And if so, how do you resolve them? Or do you find that you're mostly on the same page? Uh, well, surprisingly, we're like the same mind. Yeah. If surprise, not surprised. Not twins. We've been like kind of compromising with each other since birth. So right. well, probably before birth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, it's been like, there's a couple things that like when he says something or when I say something and we're kind of like a little bit more serious note, like, mm. oh, okay. Like you mean, we got to do this. Mm -hmm. right. um, thankfully, like he's no knows nothing about the brewing aspect. Thankfully, so, keep thankful, him out of well, that. I have like free reign. Like, nice. if you come to our building, we have like a glass, like from floor to ceiling glass wall that you can see into the brewery. So, like, you can be drinking a beer and watching me, Wa like a watching goldfish. it happen. Awesome. Yeah. So, but everything on the other side of the glass wall is all me. So that's been kind of our. Um, we haven't really had to think about it. So you can do more taproom stuff. I can do more brewing stuff and it's worked out that way. Mm -hmm. so. Awesome. Yeah. Have you had to hire people yet? If you have a staff on you right now? Yeah. So we, we've got a taproom manager, uh, Spencer. He, uh, was actually working for Nathan. Um, so he just kind of rolled over from, uh, CP technical, which is kind of like a corrosion consultant for pipelines. That sounds, uh, uh technical. Like very tech. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. Very so technical. Spencer has his um, degree in business, um, so he was wanting more than just kind of checking a pipeline. So yeah. we're like, do you want this? And he's like, yeah, that'd be a perfect fit. And uh, he's been actually, he's not construction by any means, but he's been swigging a hammer for the last four or five months just along the sides of wow. us. And he's been doing great. So yeah. Uh, so he's been kind of like, he's going to be kind of the forefront guy that you see when you walk in the door, it'd be Spencer. He's going to be there most days. And then we have a, he's just starting to hire people now. So, right. What do you envision opening day? You're going to have a, a staff or a payroll of how many people? Mm, probably four to five, five. So it's a pretty small operation. Small brewery, yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. doing all the packaging brewing myself for right now. And then the thing, like the, the good thing is my brother's company kind of slows down in the winter time. So ah. he's got a couple full-time employees that he pays throughout the winter. So when they're slow, he's going to get them over to me and have can help can him can beer. and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah so. if you, actually, if you're looking for more people, yeah. I've got, yeah. <laughs> we're slow in the winter we're too. Yeah. Down too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny how that works. But like even like bring like January, February, like everybody after New Year's kind of takes a break from alcohol. Right. So our downtime is actually January, February as well. Right. So mm -hmm. it's, it, wish that one would be more than the other. Like if he was busy in summer, I'd be busy in winter kind of thing, but we're both really busy in summertime. So right. yeah. Who do you look up to as a mentor? And maybe you've got a couple. So from the business side of things, is there somebody that you kind of either are motivated by or follow or are mentored by? And then on the other side, is there a certain craft brewery in Saskatchewan or elsewhere that you're emulating a little bit or yeah. saying like, they do it really well. I'd like to kind of like borrow some ideas from them. That's it. Tough question. Uh, I would, I would almost lump them together. And, uh, because I spent so much time in Victoria, I kind of leaned back to Victoria breweries. Yeah. Okay. And there's a company called uh, Phillips brewery. I don't know if you guys have seen their, their, they sell cans right through to Manitoba yep. from Victoria. Yeah. Great beer. Um, it started out with Matt Phillips, the owner, um, and they are, grew from the grassroots from basically nothing to now you like they take up a city block. Right. Um, and just seeing what you can do uh, yeah. with um, a brewery. It's yeah. just been amazing. And they do it really well. Like they're, they're super involved in the community. Um, they give back. Uh, so that's been one of the guys that I've looked up to, like the, the companies. Yeah. But then like every brewery that we go to, um, like even Sea Change in Edmonton, hearing their story, we bought our fermenters from them yeah. and they were saying that they opened a year and a half previous to when we bought the fermenters and they're now doubling in size. Wow. So just Crazy. like little stories about different breweries around that they start from bare bones and they just skyrocket. Like so, even nine mile in town. Yeah. They started um, like, I think with a one barrel pilot yeah. system. And now they've just opened up their second manufacturing company. So that's really crazy. Yeah. So how did uh, like going around to other breweries and, and hearing about all these, like we opened up with nothing and now a year later we had to quadruple our size. Yeah. How did that affect your decisions when planning out the size of your brewery? That's a good question. Yeah. We were originally, we were going to start a lot smaller than we did. Mm -hmm. um, kind of more 
not to knock Shelter because they're awesome. They're putting out some amazing brews, but they started out with a, I think they're running like a one or two barrel system. Yep. Um, same with Nine Mile. That's how they started out. And like Nine Mile, I think started up six or seven years ago now. Mm-hmm. And so it's taken them such a long time to get to that manufacturing stage where they've kind of gone up on their own, where we're, we kind of want to get it in as high as we could go and afford so that we didn't have quite that long. Because eventually we would love to open up another tap room or manufacturing place. Right. So we kind of, we went as high as we could that we could afford mm-hmm. and then uh, went from there. So within uh, Saskatoon, do you think that is like opening another tap room here or do you think we were, yeah, we're debating beyond. that. Like we we're thinking Regina would be a ni- nice option, but uh, even like, so we're kind of downtown Saskatoon and people like on the West side or East side, like once you kind of get your kind of side of the city, you don't venture out from that. Right. So there's a couple of areas that we'd love to open up another tap room, right. whether they have the full brewery or just maybe like a little pilot brewery. Right. And uh, we can kind of from our main brewery kind of service two or three tap rooms. Right. right. Might be an option. So a couple different ways we can go with that. What, um, what do you do to kind of balance your work life? Like you're married again, got a four month old, uh, on the go. And obviously a lot of your attention and and whatever is being pulled towards the brewery right now, you got shit to do. Yeah. So are you able to spend as much time at home with the new baby as you want to be? Obviously you want to be there like 24 seven, but, Mm -hmm. uh, Nathan and I, we kind of have like a different work model because we could work 24 seven if it were just me and him. Mm-hmm. But because we have families, we shut her down like every day at around four thirty, five o'clock. Yeah. And then, uh, don't work weekends. Wow. Uh, like there's a couple Saturdays that I had to go in and brew, um, just for double batching and stuff. But, uh, for the most part, since May, we take Saturdays and Sundays off. Um, so we could have maybe been open like two or three weeks ago. Had we like pushed really hard and burnt ourselves out. But, um, Family is just more important. Yeah, yeah. Totally. So we've we've kind of taken that as the two of us, and like as our, our wives agree. <laughs> yeah, uh, we need to be there for them and our families. So, yeah. Have you relied on any external um, taste testing of your beers with family? How come you didn't bring any here? <laughs> yeah. yeah, where I'm going with this is where's the beer? <laughs> Adam brought us beer, okay? If I was legally allowed to (laughs) give it to you, I would have. I just mean like, so you and your brother obviously tried the beers and you're like, this is good. But is there, how are you verifying that beyond your own taste buds to be like, this thing is like, the craft community is going to enjoy our beers here. Mm -hmm. How do you know that before you launch it? That's a hard one. Yeah. Cause like I, I brewed some, uh, let's call them homebrew batches in school and I would bring them home every time. So for Christmas, actually one of the Christmases in between school, I brought my kegerator, which is about five, like it's a full size fridge. I brought it home from olds with three full kegs just to have for the Christmas holidays. Yeah. And then I brought it back to school (laughs) after. (laughs) Thankfully, I have a truck, but, uh, and then for like my wedding this, uh, like last year, um, I supplied the beer and like a hundred guests loved it. What nice. A, that's the, there's so, your test. That's your test right? group. Yeah. My and wedding. Like, well, you planned that pretty, pretty <laughs> it was, well. Hey? It was pretty awesome. And even like people that don't drink beer loved it. And like, uh, my Northeast IPA. So if you don't, if you're not a beer drinker, yeah. get a solid Northeast IPA. It's super juicy, citrusy, like low IBUs or bitterness. Yep. Um, great entry level so it's been but don't get me wrong i'm nervous as heck no doubt hey especially because the craft beer connoisseurs are not as picky as wine but they're up there like you get like untapped like apps that you can have like grade your beers that part of it i've been stressing out about not gonna lie yeah because i mean your customers i would have to assume are more sensitive to the beer being perfect. They can pick yeah. up on the little things that the little mat, you know, the guy drinking beer in the hockey dressing room isn't going to care. It's yeah. beer's beer, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But your customers, are, they're looking for something. They're and looking something for something different. If it's off a little bit, they, they can they talk find it out right? and they'll call you out. And like, yeah. whether it's in person or on tapped, like you'll find out. Yep. And that keeps me up at night. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> they are the, the untapped which, reviews. Which is funny though. Floating over your yeah, head. Yeah, yeah. But like, in essence, like I'm not promoting that we have the best beer right. in Saskatchewan or even Saskatoon. I'm pretty much sure that we don't, but we, <laughs> and, like, I love it, but because like craft beer is such a community, like I would love, like I, I've got 
Nokomis and Blackbridge in my fridge right now. Yeah. And like I've I just bought a Nokomis shirt. I wear my Nokomis shirt more than my better brother shirt some days. But like uh, I just love craft beer and if I can even like be in the same category, I don't need to be better. But right. like just give me just give me up there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm uh, happy just being the better brother. Yeah. Right. First exactly. Of all. And then I don't we'll need to be the better brother. After that. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> no, no, but and like we're not doing like anything funky. Like cuz you know, Berta, there's so many breweries you got to stand out. So, like, some of them are doing some crazy sours, just some crazy, like, different, uh, like, brute beers, which is kind of like a champagne beer. Yeah. Um, we're just keeping it pretty standard, like a good West Coast IPA, pale ale, blonde, stout. Um, so those are your, like, your, those are beers. your go-tos and anyway? They're, yeah, they're mine and Nathan's go-tos. So we, we're brewing beer that we love. Mm-hmm. And then, like, eventually we'll, like, as we kind of get our customer base and kind of feel what they're looking for, yep. uh, then we'll kind of probably tailor some beers to them. But uh, for now, it's just like, what would I want to drink? Yeah. And just easy, good-tasting beers. And so this whole journey started with the opportunity to say, if I could do anything, mm-hmm. and now here you are doing what you chose. Yeah. Um, are you more excited about it now? Less excited? Is there something else you're like, now that you're into this, is there anything else that you're like, maybe I should have done that instead? Or are you super pumped now that you're this close to doing what you set out to do? Truthfully, I think the brewing beer every day is going to get old. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie. Like I'm, I brewed 10 days in a row to fill our, my tanks up. Yeah. And I was sweating and like smelt like beer. My beard oh, yeah. would just like Old hold green. on to it. I had to scrub it for like two, well, let's say 10 minutes just to get the beer smell out. Yeah. Um, so like that, the packaging, like canning for 10 hours, 12 hour a day, it sounds like, oh, you're canning beer, but really it's just a packaging job. Yeah. So like that's going to get old. But I think I'm still really in love with the idea of like owning the business, mm-hmm. having the brewery, but know that there's an end to the everyday day-to-day work. Right. It's going to be more overseeing and where we can kind of venture the business and, and see what other avenues we can go. Yeah. And I, I thought that it'd be more, oh, I just want to brew beer. But now that I'm doing that for a little bit, it's like, ah, actually, I like the business kind of idea. Where can we take this kind of thing? Right. So do you think that, um, are there things that you're, have in the back of your mind that you maybe are going to implement to to keep it from getting monotonous and boring to you like you've identified that pretty early you haven't even opened yet and you're already, yeah. already kind of seeing like <laughs> yeah right like, already oh, kind of yeah, seeing like, like, <laughs> why, why did he spend three years doing this yeah, yeah. exactly oh but i think uh, i brewed enough beer yeah but the reason i ask is because adam from multinational had mentioned they change their beers all the time and that's something that helps keep them motivated keep it fun for them because they're always tweaking things and trying new yeah. things and releasing new labels and getting creative yeah. like it that's just keeps them vibrant it. for them yeah and i'm wondering like if your plan is to release X number of beers, it's going to kind of stay the same. What What are you planning to do to kind of keep yourself in the game? And you know, Yeah, that's a good question. I think for me, it's more where we can take Better Brother in like the name and, and just kind of, mm. if we could, like, let's say my focus would be to service Saskatoon in the next two years and get into liquor stores. And like, I'm super excited about getting across Saskatchewan. Right. Yeah. So like, I think that's the more exciting part to me is. That's cool. Is getting the brand and something that we created like literally from scratch Mm -hmm. on my brother's couch. Right. And if it could be not a household name, but like in the craft beer industry, that would be amazing. So that's kind of what focus like gets me up in the morning. It's just kind of where can we take it next? Yeah. Um, But yeah, like there might be a a beer, but like really like bring beer unless you get right into like the science of it all beer is basically four ingredients. It's just a matter of how you add them. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so there's a lot of guys that love getting, and I want to hire one of those guys for you sure. You want to hire one of those tech guys? <laughs> yeah. If he could like wake up in the morning and like dream about what kind of yeast he can do to like better make that, like make that beer better. Mm-hmm. He's my guy. Right. But uh, that's not me so far. Yeah. So back in the topic of branding, who, how did you guys come up with the actual visuals? Like your, your yeah. logo was created by, yeah, one of uh, actually my uh, our pastor over at Lakeview Church. He created this. Uh, my brother is really good friends with him. His uh, marketing guy or branding guy is in Ontario, okay. so they worked together um, to create it, and we love it. Yeah, we yeah. were. Yeah, it looks really good. We had like uh, a four-hour brainstorming session with him, and he kind of picked our brains. His whole basement has whiteboards from floor to ceiling. 
Cool. And he filled up four of them for us and just kind of like really got to the piece of like what we are as a brand, who we are. And uh, he made this cool design. Very cool. Yeah. Dope. Is there anything that you've, um, that you would do differently now in the last year or so that you've been down this journey that looking back on, you're like, "Ah, I should have done that a little differently. Mm. Mm, So much. Yeah. (laughs) So much. The whole thing. All right. Is there 10 things that you, (laughs) uh, Oh, like even just today, like the floors in my brewery don't slope that well to the drain. And like that drives me nuts already Uh, in the first month. So like little things, little design things that could have, taken an extra day or two that we might have rushed along and it's like oh we'll deal with that later to actually Mm -hmm. no 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 like take the extra day or two and get it right so you don't have to worry about that later right that's probably the biggest key i would take away is it so much during the construction is like oh we'll just deal with it deal with later deal with it later just let's let's get it done enough yeah but knowing that no you just got to do it right yeah do it right the first time and even if you don't know, maybe just bring somebody in. Did you guys do a lot of like brewery tours? Like, like technically, like trying to mm, look at the well, way places school. were built though? Yeah, through school I did a lot of that. Yeah. Because like, we have a brewing equipment kind of course. And so we would like go into the breweries and like just look at their floors. Mm-hmm. Uh, flo- you don't think of floors, but like they're a big deal in the manufacturing because like everything's wet. So the first brew that we did, I had leaking in the basement for like a day and I was like, oh, oh no. Cause we no. had to drill holes through the, like through the, cause our, we've got two levels and our cooler is right below. So we had to drill like glycol lines and electrical lines to go down through the floor and they were all leaking. Oh. So little things like that. Uh, I could have probably researched a little bit more, uh, but we got to figure it out now. Yep. Um, but yeah, now like the great thing is now that we have this one done, the next one should be like, no In problem. Theory, no problem. <laughs> Even though you guys know it's always a problem. It never got. Yeah. 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 Uh, education, like firsthand, like is has been great. Yeah. Yeah. Have you? Because you weren't an entrepreneur before. You were working for somebody yep. at a mm-hmm. corporate job, whatever. Um, now having lived that for the last year or so, is this the life for you? Do you think? Like, is it? Or do you feel at home and comfortable with? risk and owning and being in control of your own decisions and so on and so forth. Or if this thing folded up shop tomorrow mm-hmm. for whatever reason, yeah, what would, you, would you go back to a day job kind of thing? Or do you think you charge forward with something else entrepreneurial? Ooh. Mm, yeah. I would, I would have to do something entrepreneurial now. Yeah. Now that you've kind of like, now that I've done it and yep. the decisions have like as stressful as it is, it's the, the buck stops with me and that's pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, like I can screw up tomorrow and the only one I have to answer to is me and, and sometimes and well depends yeah. how much money you've earned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah thankfully that's like <laughs> he just rolls his eyes and that's it like there's no like we get over it so fast but uh yeah no it it I I never thought that I would own like five six years ago I thought mm-hmm. I was always going to be working for somebody yeah and like I I own an Airbnb so like I've done a little bit um uh risk taking is if you can say but uh this is by far the biggest, um, and it's so far no regrets. We haven't opened yet. We yeah, don't yeah. Set, we haven't sold a dime couple yet. Weeks, so couple yeah, like weeks, couple weeks ago. If I'm like, we're doing a follow up, sleeping on the street corner uh, in front of their building, then ask me that again. Yeah, but no, it's been good. What's the one aspect of business that you've encountered that you realized you're not good at and is on your list oh, of people a, to like to hire? Accounting. Yeah. Accounting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Nathan says like, he's super busy right now and he says come like November when he's slowed down that he's going to come in and do all the accounting, but it's been piling up. So like if you see my office, there's just like stacks of paper kind of getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. yeah. And that's the worst part for me. Yeah. If I could hire that out tomorrow, I would. Yeah. What's stopping you? Uh, money probably. Yeah. Um, that, that's the biggest thing, but I know that it's costing me money if it's not right s- sufficient or like if, if your GST doesn't get filed properly or stuff like that. So, right. uh, Nathan's kind of heading that up. So right. thankfully like I can kind of remove myself from that stress yeah. cause I, he says he'll do it. And he, and he will. Right. Exactly. He will. <laughs> I, I know that he will. Yeah. Um, but if I, if we could just like not deal with that, uh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, so exactly. Right. It will happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We're hoping that there's gonna be a lot of people that listen to this podcast that are not only in it right now with their own businesses, yep. but also those that are yep. aspiring to be entrepreneurs. Maybe they just don't know what they want to do yet or something, but what's something that you've learned 
that you'd pass along as a piece of advice to somebody who's thinking about doing, starting their own business? Sit down with a beer on a couch and find out what you <laughs> want to do with the rest of your life. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, and not even like that much pressure, like uh, thinking about the next 30, 40 years is a lot of stress. Just think what you want to do for the next five years. Yeah. And kind of break it times, down man. and then uh, just do it. Like so often before, like when I was in Victoria, there were so many things that got in the way, obstacles, like bills, like day-to-day -day life. Mm -hmm. And it was just a matter of me just like, this is it now or never. And just take that leap. Um, it sounds kind of cliche and it sounds easier than most. Like technically, like I've got a four month old now, like I was single. So a little bit skewed. I was yeah, single, yeah. no mortgage, no car payment. So I had every opportunity to do something. Right. Um, now with a four month old and a wife and a house, do you think a little still bit different. Do, do you think you'd still do it? I, I don't know if I could afford to go to school. That's mm. the thing. I might have had. Well, I, I might have had to figure out a way to work and go to school. Yeah. But seeing the outcome now, I, I would love to say I would have still done it. But in the moment, I don't know. Oh, yeah, that's a tough one. What's your position on not just brewery school, but post secondary as a whole, with where where that's at nowadays, with people that want to start their own businesses? Do you think? that people should continue on to university or college education if they kind of already know what they want to do or are there better ways to learn nowadays? Mm, life experience, you can't kind of get that away. So like 20 year olds out there, they just have to like live and like, but once you get up to 30, 35, 40, and I, by no means do I know everything at all, but uh, I'm finally at the point where- Well then Nathan's a better brother. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> he's two minutes older than I yeah, am. Right. <laughs> he has so much more life experience. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, man, I would love to be an advocate for school. Like the beer school for me was awesome. Like a trade school. Yeah. Yep. Um, some of the degrees out there, you got to kind of question like, are you actually going to use that in life? Nope. Uh, where trade schools are kind of more directed at yeah. like you go to welding school, For sure. yep. you graduate, you can be a welder. Whether the economy is such that there's still those positions available, that's another thing. Yep. But you always have that to fall back on. Right. Mm -hmm. So I, I should have gone to a trade school after high school. I just kind of fell into a job and yeah. that was okay. But, but now you're brewing beer, man. Yeah. So like it all went right for me. But I think if you had to like kill some time, get a trade and then you can always fall back on that. Right. Yeah. Uh, do you ever find yourself getting into moments of, of burnout or like mental um, funks that you need to kind of get yourself out of? And how have you, have you learned how to get through that? Does your brother help to kind of like soundboard off of and get yourself out of it? Or is there, is there a routine that you do that? Yeah. Talking about it has been good. Like my dad has been great. Um, he actually just moved out from Regina, uh, him and my mom, uh, to take care of our grandparents up here. Uh, so he's been great to kind of soundboard. My wife, Joss is, is always there to listen. So having those people to kind of like, just to listen to you and, yep. and kind of take you from like a level 10 to like a, at least a level eight. Mm -hmm. You don't have to, you, I'm, I haven't been like a level two since this all started, <laughs> but like just bring me down a couple notches. And sometimes that's as easy as like having like a, a Coke and Smarties for me. Like literally like it's like I'm three. Slow down. <laughs> yeah, right. But like slow it down, just sit um, and realize that like no matter how bad it is right now, it's always going to be worse or it was worse or right. there's going to be another 10 things tomorrow. And uh, maybe switching the mindset to when life calms down, I'll do this. Or like when I'm less stressed and mm -hmm. learning to actually like deal with that stress and still doing the things that you want to do right at now, that yeah. level eight. Yeah. Cause if you're always waiting for a level two or four, yeah. it's never going to get done. Never going to happen. Yeah. And yes, it's sometimes easier to think the right things through maybe if you're less stressed, but like, Life just happens and it's never like the perfect moment yeah. um, mm. to, to look at those problems. So yeah. learning, that's one of the biggest things is with this whole building process, starting a business is learning that to, to maybe um, still think at a level way higher than I would have ever thought that I could. So right. at, at a stress level, oh, so at a level, stress level yeah. not that I'm thinking better cause I'm not <laughs> learning to, to think at like a stress level eight and like being okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a morning routine that you follow that kind of sets your day off right? That you, or are you just a snooze button four times, crawl out when 
lately it's been when my wife button. says the kids up yeah. you need to get up <laughs> no actually i've been uh i've been fortunate enough i get up now every morning at seven and i shower first but then i grab my son from sleeping and i feed him and uh, nice. we just have some alone time for like 20 minutes until my wife gets up and that kind of helps her kind of not have to stress so much in the morning to deal right. with him while she gets ready uh when i can just sit there and feed him and kind of zone out with with him so nice having a four-month-old look up at you kind of melts a little bit of the stress away right because yeah, like exactly he's got no stress he's got no care in the world no yeah you're just and you're just there to like feed him and like make his day better yeah yeah uh so that's been good there's and truth to that man i get yeah. home sometimes and i've got i've got a few kids but my youngest one's a little over a year old and it doesn't matter how shitty your day might have been when you walk in that little yeah. dude lights up and <laughs> yeah. he just like comes running to you it's like everything else gets tabled for a little bit yeah that's amazing yeah not ever but for a little bit for a little bit for yeah. a little while <laughs> yeah. Yeah. till yeah, he goes right. to bed and then it's like, like okay yeah exactly <laughs> yeah um are you proud of yourself like are you proud of what you've done in this amount of time yeah. do you ever think about your own like yeah a lot of people like i'm doing it you know a lot of people will say that and it makes me think about it but Going like day to day, I never think about it. But then everybody, like every now and then, it's like, dude, like you've done amazing. Yeah. And that really, like, I was like, oh, I guess, thanks. I, I guess I have. But like, it's not a day to day thing for me. Uh, you're so in it, probably, right? Like, yeah. you don't even see your own progress because you're just doing it every That's day. the thing. Like, people come in like three weeks that, or haven't been there for three weeks or four weeks, and they think, oh man, this has changed so much. And mm -hmm. I'm like, has it? Like, yeah. But yeah. so little things like that, people come in, that's been a great help. Yeah. yeah. Um, to keep myself in check. Yeah. How would you compare your, if you had to rate your happiness on a scale of one to 10, doing what you're doing now versus doing what you're doing at your old job at Loris? Are oh, you like, not to knock Loris because Saskatchewan people, they do a great job. And yeah. surprisingly enough, everybody that works at Loris loves their job. Yeah. yeah. But that being said, it's garbage. So, <laughs> like literally, literally garbage. So I hated getting up in the morning. Yeah, like when I went, like I did garbage in Victoria. Then I was like, I'm never going to do garbage again. But it was like such an easy fit. So when I was doing it, I was like at a level like zero or like negative two. It was like I don't want to be doing this, especially like January. Yeah, you're in the back of a truck shoveling out garbage. It's like Ugh. this is horrible. So I'm a, a level ten. Yeah, yeah. That's I awesome. would never want to go back to that. No, regrets. not knocking garbage man because they're like literally keeping our city going but yeah. uh it just wasn't for me yeah yeah do you have like a like a like a goal or like a, an event that you'll be like yes i've accomplished what i need to accomplish like is it going to be like opening the brewery is it going to be like selling your first hundred cans like what's the i think it's going to be just six months from now like six months from opening date that we're still open that's going to be people are still coming in i did it then it's like okay this is good is there a little bit of fear in just digging into that comment a little bit. Is there a little bit of fear there that you're going to get some people that try you out and then they're not happy and then it Yeah, I falls think it's always like with the, not so much service industry, but when you're making a product, like it's literally mm -hmm. me yeah. that like designs these recipes in my office or at home. And like, it's me or nothing. And yeah. uh, if they don't like my beer, is that like a reflection on me that I'm not like doing a good oh, job? Yeah. So you could equate that like, oh man, like I suck at my job or like I, I really need to do this or I should have learned way more in like beer school. Right. I should have maybe drank so many beers. <laughs> How do you not drink more beers in beer school? Yeah. Right? So it, it's, it is a little hard because you kind of equate customers with how you're doing, even though you're still probably doing a great job. Yeah. So you kind of have to, I, I have to learn to remove myself from that equation and right. not kind of dictate how sales go with my performance. I just have to keep doing what I'm doing and know that it's good get a few people that say, no, 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 you're doing a great job and kind of lean on those people. And then everybody else that comes in can ebb and flow. Like yep. good encouragement, bad encouragement. Like just take that with a grain of salt, but then have those kind of four or five people that know you're doing a good job. Right. Yeah, for sure. Did COVID happening change any of your plans as far as how you're going to run your business permanently? Like, so you never, you, you had, you didn't have a, a way of doing things yet because you weren't open. Yeah. But did you see that happen and then go like, oh shoot, maybe we should shift now mm -hmm. and do things differently because I'm seeing other people go through it or like the world's going to change in some way permanently. Yeah. We bought a canning machine. So we, yeah. we had scheduled that like our canning machine wouldn't come for like six to eight months. Um, but we went out and bought this, the most entry level canning machine you can get still 30 grand. Yeah. But, uh, we were like, you know, if we have to shut our doors again, like if we get a second wave, well, when, when we made that decision, 
I guess it was it was still summer, so we weren't in the midst of the first wave. But uh, yes, because of that, we went out and we got more funding for a canner. That's what Adam uh, said to us. Adam said the first, the biggest thing that he advocates now was a canning machine. Yeah, yeah. So they just got theirs. This yeah, and they, they got a pretty good one. But uh, it just allows you, like, no matter what level you get into it, it just allows you to sell your product without a tap room. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So no matter what, with COVID and beer sales, like we saw, went up skyrocketed mm-hmm. um, during COVID because everybody just sat home. Sitting at home drinking. beer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, like, that part actually was almost encouraging for us that – if we buy a canner, people will drink beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so it was kind of like a safety net, even though you still have to get out there and get your name out there, but it was that safety net. If COVID happens uh, a second time, third time, yeah, never ends. Yeah. We've got some way of getting our product out. Right. Cool. Let's get into some of the fun questions that we always like to wrap <laughs> levity time up with. <laughs> um, and you can wipe the beads of sweat off your forehead. Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember what your first car was? Oh, I still have it. Uh, Do you really? Well, wow. my brother has it right now, but it's a 1974 Toyota Land Cruiser FJ40. Wow. Uh, not his probably like you guys just having the family and somebody driving it all the time or? Uh, no, it's not his daily driver. Um, I, we bought it when I was probably 14 or 15. My parents bought it for us and uh, we didn't realize at the time, but it needed like, it was rusted out completely. So m- my dad and I rebuilt the entire thing from the frame back, wow. frame wall. So even the frame. Now we know the real reason why they bought, they hired the corrosion. <laughs> yeah, <expert>. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, then like I couldn't like, because I was in Victoria, I didn't bring it out. And then it kind of sat and rusted and I was about to sell it. And my brother was like, heck no. And then, so he just took it over and he redid it the whole thing again. So, oh wow. Yeah. So we still have it. Awesome. Uh, so That's since super we were cool. 14. Good. Yeah. Um, do you have an unusual habit or a weird quirk that you do that other people comment on? And it, to give you some time, do you know yeah. one already? Well, I, I raise my eyebrow all the time. So like my, my single Oh, you were doing do the rock. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, does the rock just everywhere. Just does the rock. And my, both myself and my brother can do it. And now we found out my son can do it at four months old. Really? Which makes me super happy. So do you do it unknowingly uh, sometimes? Uh, Are people no, like, I always know what I'm doing. But okay. like, or but I'm, I'm very like, my expressions, sh- like if I don't like something, you'll see it in my face. Just the one eyebrow going yeah, out. But like, 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 people stop and like, what, dude? Yeah, You're like, but they comment what, what? All, all the time. Yeah, yeah, like the eyebrow. That's yeah. funny. Not the people's eyebrow, not that much. But no, it's but still, yeah. it's still pretty <laughs> it's good. There, it's yeah. there, it's yeah. there, it's yeah. there. Uh, have you ever done a float session? Uh, Do you know what a float session oh, is? Oh, like uh, Joe Rogan, like. Yeah, uh, you get in that pod, the salt water. I wanted to. My wife and I actually talked about it, but uh, we've never done it. Have you guys? Shane has. I tried it once, yeah. And was it all that and more? Uh, nope, but I, but I, but I don't know that that was the pool's fault. <laughs> <laughs> Did you shut your brain off? Nope. That's the thing. Eh? Like I'm you're not just the guy. trapped, and then you're just thinking about all these things that you should be doing or have to do. That hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. So my wife had booked it for me because I had expressed interest in doing one because I thought it sounded amazing. Yeah, it's cool. People are like, yeah, you just shut Joe your brain Rogan off. makes it sound like it's the like heaven. He's got his own. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because I do have a hard time shutting off and just relaxing, whatever. Yeah. And so I thought, well, hey, maybe this is it. Maybe this is my answer. Yeah. So she she bought me one. Yeah. It was a 75-minute float. I was in there for like 50 minutes, and then I just like, I got super like restless and fidgety. Mm. I was like, I have to get out of here. I can't do this for 75 minutes. But it was because my brain just wouldn't. And yeah. they even yeah. told me ahead of time, it's hard the first time to like, to convince yourself to not think or to get to be able to not think and just enjoy being nothingness. Right. Yeah, yeah. So they were warning me ahead of time that like the first one's tough and I, I mean to go back, but I haven't yet, but some people, would you know, you, like you, I, I, I want to try it again. again. Yeah. I want to try it again. I don't think I would do 75 minutes again. That's a big commitment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But I would, I would go do 45 minutes or an hour if that's even an option. I don't know. But some people like the girls from ride, girls they from both ride. do it and they really? swear by it. They're like, it's yeah. the, like big time swear by they have membership Shana wow. yeah Shana was saying like it's her only 90 minutes she gets yeah to be oh yeah to, to herself well she's especially got five as a, kids I was gonna say as a mom right? like yeah. my wife would l- probably love it yeah. yeah yeah she wouldn't yeah she would love it. all right well we'll go for buddy floats sometime <laughs> yeah. we'll like, we're just gonna have the float uh one final question um Childhood toys. There's vintage toys coming Ooh. back. Ooh. Uh, do you remember from your childhood one specific toy that stands out in your mind that was kind of your go-to or that Man, if we, you saw it again, it would get you excited a little bit? We were super poor. I didn't have toys. No, yeah. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. It was an empty uh, Rocks. bean was, can. <laughs> <laughs> I just had a stick. No, uh, <laughs> the funny thing, so 
I had a little gray semi or yeah. black semi and uh, just drive it around all the time. And then, but my brother, like years later said that was his, it's huh. so, like, we both had like the same, it was the same toy. toy, but I know for a fact that there was two, but we being twins, like we thought that certain things were ours and Whoa. ended up that like our whole life shattered and they weren't actually ours and they were <laughs> like his maybe. So I don't know. Yeah. It was, growing up as twins is a little bit different. Your mom pulled it on you big time. Yeah. Right. You thought you had two semis, one each. And then she, she re-wrapped like, it and like, here you go. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. No. Uh, that's Nathan's truck. Your, I don't know where yours is, but yeah, we'll find we it. We lost yeah. it somewhere. Nathan's oh, done. He's like, oh, here it is. <laughs> yeah. That's wow, funny. Amazing. Okay, man. I'm super excited to... Um, to follow your launch. Yeah. Uh, nice. I, I, like, I, I hope you guys hit your date here and I hope it all goes off just swimmingly and I can't wait to try your beer and I mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm sure. enjoying following your story now and I'm like to continue to follow it. So thank you for making time yeah, to come down and meet me. us yeah. and Check share us your story. Out on Instagram, Facebook. Yeah. Where can people stuff? follow you? Perfect. What's the name? Uh, I think it's just better brother brewing. Better we went brother with the brewing. whole name. Yeah. Better so brother it's brewing. a little bit more to type out, but was there any, when you were looking for this name, was there, was it pretty much wide open or yeah. did you find that there was better brother uh, mechanics. Not, there's like, like tw- there's like brother stuff. Not, but there's not better brother. Yeah, not better. So you brother. one up so all cool. of them in yeah. one fell swoop. There is a brewery in Calgary. I, I, oh, I forget the name of it. I think it's called Angry Sisters, or like uh, something along the like future collab. Yeah, yeah. So three sisters is there a mountain mountain nearby there that's called the three probably. sisters? Probably. Yeah. Anyways. Okay. Yeah. Awesome, man. Thanks for coming by. Thanks. Follow Better Brother Brewing and all the social channels. Get excited for their stuff. Go try their beer out. Yeah. Uh, if it's crap, let them know because like <laughs> he needs no, to. No, don't. Don't <laughs> yeah, yeah, tell just, me if it's crap. Yeah, smile and be like, it's really good. You did an awesome job. <laughs> Give me a gold star at least. Yeah, you bet. Okay, thanks, Jeff. Thanks for tuning in, you guys. Next week, we'll talk to you again. Thank you for listening to another inspirational story of entrepreneurship on The Other 18 with Shane and Bryce. Want to be on the show or know someone who should be? DM us on Instagram at The Other 18 Podcast. Keep grinding.